Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. Most of my life, I believe I had a lot to offer to people from within me. But God took us as a family through a period where everything of value got stripped away from us to the point that there is only one thing left, and that's Jesus. Acts 3, verse 6 to 16 says, But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazarene. Get up and walk. There is something happening in the spirit that I have to focus more on giving Jesus than anything else. I said, yeah, if I jump a little bit in my notes, I've been married for 34 years, but I cannot give you all the answers on how to be married because it's only the grace of God and the grace of my wife that has kept me together for 34 years. I've been a parent for 32 years, but I still won't stand up here and saying I've got all the answers about parenting. It's only the grace of Jesus. I've been in business for 23 years and I don't do Limitless wealth because I've got all the answers in being in business. Only the grace of Jesus. Been in ministry for 20 years. Planted over seven churches and been through it all and seen it all. But I can't come here and stand to you that I know how to run a church. The only thing I know is Jesus. The only thing I know is the Holy Spirit. Church plants and all of those things and experience on how to start from nothing means nothing. The only thing I can have, like Peter said, we don't have anything to give except Jesus. And that is, I believe, the answer for everything. That is the answer for every challenge that you face in your life. It's the same answer. It's the same answer to somebody that is down and out and doesn't have food on their table for today. Or the rich man that's going through a relationship issue. The same answer. It doesn't come from anywhere else. And if it comes (coughs) from anywhere else, it is trouble. And then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up, just like Brandon and them did. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. And he jumped up and stood on his feet and began to walk. Then walking and leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. You see, this is something going to happen when miracles starts to flow. The people come in with you because of that. And all the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. 
When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. And they all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. If you have a miracle, if you have a breakthrough, you have to hold on tightly to that which has brought your miracle. Don't just come into church, receive a miracle and run off. Hold on tightly. Hold on to it because it is important for that. Then Peter preached and he saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare it as though we had made this man walk by our own power of godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. Everything we do is not about us. Everything we do is not about how we do it. It is all about God the Father and Jesus. There is nothing else around it. In verse 16, Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. I'm believing that that kind of thing is going to happen more and more in church. Where we just walk in. And things start happening. And anybody that came for any other reason will be disappointed. Because there's only Jesus that can truly make the difference. As we were praying in the pastor's lounge this morning, I got this picture. I saw us dishing up something to eat. Porridge or pudding or something slushy, if you can call it like that. But we were dishing up. And God said to me, you are the spoon. You are the spoon. I am the food. God is the food. We are not what you eat. You don't come here to have a meeting with us. I don't go and have food for the sake of the spoon. I don't get excited about the spoon. I only have one requirement of the spoon. It must be clean. <laughs> That's about the only requirement. Any shape will work. Any material will work. It can be plastic. It can be silver. It can be gold. As long as it's clean, it can be used to dish it up. And God says, I am dishing up something to eat through you. Don't get excited about the spoon. Get excited about the food. Get excited about it. This premises is only the spoon. It is just that. It is there to dish up who Jesus is. Let's not get excited about the spoon. Let's not get excited about the premises. Let's not get excited about the deacons. Because it's about Jesus. It is about his dish up. Michael Pitts on Sunday and on Monday referred to this scripture in 1 Samuel 16. Oh, we can give a lot of testimony about this week. There were so many meetings and every meeting has got a testimony. Sunday night and Monday morning was absolutely phenomenal. He shared this scripture. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. Fill your horn with oil. He said to the prophet, Fill your horn with oil and go. And I believe that is the word to frontline. 
get filled with the anointing, get filled with Jesus and go. We're going to Lesotho, we're going to Zambia, we're going to New Bethesda, we're going to Cape Town because God has said what? Fill your oil, fill your horn with oil and go. We've mentioned the story a few times here on the passage where the prophet asked the widow, what do you have? And she said, I've got a little bit of oil left. It's got a little bit of oil. And he said, well, fetch some vessels, fetch something from your friends, bring it here because I'm going to fill. I'm going to let it flow. I'm going to let it flow. I'm going to let it flow. And the very oil is the anointing. And the oil is the one that in the end brings her through her crisis. The oil of Jesus will bring you through your crisis. Can I have four men on stage quickly? Four guys, even five, it's okay. All right, face that way, all of you. Okay, that way. In a straight line, you all face that way. Okay, yes, there. Okay. You see, T-Bobs is in front, and we know the story of where the prophet went to Jesse's house, and he was looking who's going to be the king. And everybody thinks it is the one who looks good, the one who's standing in front, the one who's ready for the job, the one with the big beard, you know. But what does God do? He says, just turn around, turn around all of you and face that way. And suddenly the one that was at the back is in the front. God can turn your situation around from being at the back into being in the front by one word. Just turn around and your whole situation can turn around. But it's based on the oil. Thank you. That is, I just want to get it across to you that just one word from God will take the shepherd who was ignored, the shepherd that was left in the field, the shepherd that the own dad didn't even think is worthy to come to the meal. His own father thought, no, he's worthless. Just leave him there. But God had another plan. And so I want to say to you, God has another plan. Ephesians 2 and verse 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself, but it's a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. We cannot save you. We can work as hard as we want to. We can put carpets in. We can make the extension. We can put the mother's room in. We can have fights. We can have five meetings a week. It is only by grace. It is only by the oil. It is only by God intervening. I'm not saying that we mustn't have a plan. We came with a plan this morning and God threw it out and we had to do something else. You were planned to be preached to by my beautiful wife, but she said, okay, it's late, you carry on. But the issue is that there is a plan. We come prepared, but we expect God to intervene. Amen. When we started that third praise song, I forget its words now. The Holy Spirit just came down here. And he said, okay, you need to value this moment. Don't stop now for testimonies and announcements and stuff. They're important. But I want to deal with my people now. Then the moment God says, I want to deal with my people, every program goes out of the way. If I don't get a chance to preach, I don't care. Because it's not about me preaching. I'm just a spoon. If we pour it in straight without the spoon out of the bowl, it's okay. And sometimes when you pour it in, it's a bit of a mess. It's not neat. 
But that's okay. As long as somebody can have a meal and somebody can experience Jesus, I want to get out of the way. I cannot stand in the way. Proverbs 3 and the verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your path straight. And it's a process for me continually to say, God, not my way, not how I thought it, not how I perceived it, but in your way, Lord God. Because it's His way. It is His way. Oh, Shendaranakashita. Nothing we do or nothing we bring to this will ever work. Psalm 127 says this, Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders are wasted. If we do everything we can and we do everything perfect in this place, but God's not in it, we are wasting our time. Unless the Lord protects the city, guarding it with its sentries will do no good. Lately, we've had a problem with our service provider for the security, so we fired them and uh, now the staff and so on is just sitting here at night. And uh, mom and I often sit here. She comes with me. She doesn't want me to come sit here alone. But we're doing the God duty. But if God doesn't guard the place, we're wasting our time. If God doesn't intervene, we are wasting our time. It's useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat. For God gives rest to his loved ones. You need God to put a blessing on whatever you do. You need God in every aspect of your life. You need Him more than what you think. So this morning I want to share that grace and favor and anointing is all we have to offer. In other words, all we have to offer is Jesus. It's not our clever programs, and we do have some good programs. It's not our clever staff. We have, do have good staff. It's not our pastor's or someone's anointing, it is Jesus that will make the difference. You see, all of us are on a journey. Some of us are navigating the teenage years. Others are figuring out how do I be single and honor God in my singleness. Others are figuring out how to be married. Others how to be parents or business or serving in church or work or school, both as a parent and as a child. Some are figuring out how to be grandparents. Others are figuring out how to deal with gray hair and growing old. Others are figuring out how do I make my finance balance. All of us are on a journey. There's one answer to your journey. Jesus. Looks like you've got the message. The same answer that applies to the teenager applies, applies to the one who is struggling with age and the troubles that come with age. It's just Jesus. And as a pastor and an apostle and as a staff of this church, we only have one thing to offer. Jesus. And I believe that it's enough. I mean, that doesn't mean we don't have to do the basics. It doesn't mean we mustn't pack the chairs right. It doesn't mean we mustn't make sure the lights work. But if the focus ever shifts from Jesus to the lights, we are in trouble. 
I mean, Dan came here to adjust the sound on the speaker. Why? Because we must do the natural things. We must make sure that everything we do is excellence. We must fine-tune our lives on those little things until whatever is scratchy or squeaky or wrong is sorted. But the answer isn't that. The answer is Jesus. Amen. The same answer is Jesus. Oh, praise God. I want to say that today you need to take stock of your life. And the world and TV and even Satan will make you aware of everything else that you need. It'll make you aware of your physical needs. But God wants to deal with your spiritual need. First of all, that, that problem, the answer to every problem you have is Jesus. The pr- answer of every challenge you face is Jesus. Get that right, and then the practical things will fall into place. The issues that... We hope that you enjoyed today's message. Our services are streamed live on our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.30. For more information and resources, please go to our website www.frontlinecitychurch.co.za or look us up on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.